Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The ISO with Dan Dickow and SB Live Sports, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Here's Dickow from the deep corner for three. Uh-oh, uh-oh. It's on now. Downtown Dan connects. Every morning when I'm working out, I'm listening to your podcast. Keep up the great work. I mean, I've seen Dan Dickow hit some big shots in the NCAA tournament. <laughs> I got to salute you, man. Like, I've been watching you since I was in high school trying to mimic all your moves. Welcome to another episode of the ISO with myself, your host, Dan Dickow, for SB Live Sports. We are now five times a week for the ISO. With the school year kicking back off and summertime being over, uh, we wanted to increase the amount of content, increase the amount of uh, conversations that we bring you on the SB Live platform. Got a lot of great and interesting and unique things in the works for SB Live Sports uh, in the next few months, not just um, for myself and the coverage uh, that I provide through the podcast, the ISO, which you're listening to, as well as some of our recruiting and evaluation um, stuff for the Pacific Northwest, but also looking to do some national things uh, in the coming months that should be very exciting uh, to provide to you guys. Give us some feedback. We'd love to hear your thoughts on what I'm bringing as well as what our team is bringing. But uh, as I said, we are now five times a week. What we're going to try to do each Wednesday, today being the August 25th release, it's going to be a mailbox episode each Wednesday. So please send me any questions that you may have, whether it's coaching philosophy, whether it's something from my playing career, whether uh, you're just curious about an observation that I may have had on a sporting or recent sporting event or previewing uh, an upcoming season or an upcoming team. So uh, for today's Mailbox Wednesday, I've got a couple different questions that have already come in um, and wanted to get right to those. So the first um, was asked, what's the favorite level of basketball that you like to watch? And so I take that to mean, do I like to watch youth basketball, AAU, high school, college, or the NBA? Um, That is a tricky one um, for me personally, because I coach at the youth and the AAU level for my sons. Uh, My son is now a freshman in high school here in Spokane. uh, So Uh, I'm going to enjoy watching high school games even more than I currently do um, uh, during the basketball season. College is fun because uh, I get up close personal um, with those games due to the the college basketball analyst work that I do. And I've gotten to know a number of college coaches over the years, and, and I've got memories and experiences that I can fall back on and kind of reminisce about when I walk into different gyms. Uh, So that brings a lot of great memories. And in the pro game, you're talking about the best of the best. And anytime you get a chance to watch those games, whether it's on TV where you can see some uh, some of the fine details, but when you get a chance to watch them in person, you get to learn so much or you get to be exposed to so much that is just skills and athleticism on a different level. But if I had to pick one, I would say 
if I'm going to watch it on TV, I'm going to watch an NBA playoff game. The minute details and the adjustments that each coaching staff comes up between game to game and series to series uh, is really fun to watch. And then the fact that you're watching the execution of those in real time by the players uh, is amazing. The the IQ, many times people kind of say, oh, NBA players are based on athleticism and and they they don't play hard. I I completely 100% disagree. Um, Yeah, they play hard. Do they play harder in the playoffs? Yes. Well, it's no different than does a college player play harder probably in the NCAA tournament? I would imagine so. That's just human nature. Um, But when you look at the fact that uh, the athleticism and the skill level that those players at the NBA level have, they just make the game look so unbelievably easy. You could have a really good college game that you watch, uh, and there might be two pros and this is like the power level schools, you know, the power five conferences. There might be two pros, two NBA pros that are in that game on any particular night. Now, if you're shifting it down to kind of a mid-major, you might have one pro or you might have none. You might have a couple guys that kind of scratch and claw their way through Europe um, for a short bit of their career to extend their, their playing career, to have a chance to see the world, make a little bit of money. But when when you're talking about just watching it, uh, on TV, uh, the NBA. If if I'm talking about watching it in person, I think college is the way to go. Uh, college is the way to go because the thing that you were missing the last season or so with COVID is the fans. Uh, and I've I, I think fans have gotten um, less engaged over the last few years at the college arenas that I've been at. And I think it's a number of reasons. I think so many games are on TV now, so people can stay home and watch it if they want. So it's not as much of an importance to be at the game in person. I think people, in in particular young college students, get distracted by uh, technology and their smartphones during the course of a game, and, and they don't are they're not as engaged in watching the game and, and knowing what's going on in that moment. But if I were to pick going to a great NBA game or going to a great college game, I would pick college just because of the atmosphere. I've had a chance to play in a number of unbelievable settings and arenas. Obviously, you know, Gonzaga, the old kennel, uh, was amazing. Then McCarthy Athletic Center now is one of the best uh, in the country. I've played at Pauley Pavilion. I've played at Maples in, in at Stanford. I've played at, obviously, the um, McHale Center in Tucson. Uh, then, you know, I've been able to call games and broadcast games in a lot of great places. Cameron Indoor Stadium at Duke. Um, Viejas at San Diego State are uh, two that come to mind really quickly. Just overall feel, energy, atmosphere, um, those ones really stand out to me. Um, Next question comes from Jeff in Portland. Are you a football fan, yes or no? Well, that's kind of a pertinent question just because uh, we're right around the corner from the NFL season starting. We're right around the corner from... Uh, the college football season as well as high school. I think NFL has already had some preseason games. Um, short answer, am I a football fan? No. <laughs> uh, I, I get weird looks all the time when, when people ask if I've watched 
an NFL game or a college game that, that happened over the weekend. And, you know, football is something that I've never really been a fan of even since I was a kid. I never played football. I was always too small to play football. My parents wouldn't let me play football. Um, and so as a kid growing up and even as of a couple of years ago, I would watch it occasionally. Um, but I never was really too engaged and, and followed all the players and stats and standings for the, for the season. Um, you know, I liked a couple of players, as mentioned. Brett Favre, I always thought was was fun to watch. Um, you know, Joe Namath, Randall Cunningham was a, was a quarterback that I really enjoyed watching when I was really little. Um, but, you know, I've never really been a football fan. There was a couple-year stretch where in, when the Seahawks really – um, kind of got it going, and they went to the Super Bowl with Russell Wilson, Marshawn Lynch, Roger uh, uh, Sherman. Um, you know, I, I did get into it for for a short stretch. I was actually at the game um, at Century Link Field in in Seattle when the Seahawks played the Forty ers I think it was the the title game to go to the Super Bowl and Sherman had the the tip to break up the pass for a touchdown in the end zone and I was kind of about I was diagonally up that end zone line um about 25 30 rows up it was an unbelievable play it was an unbelievable atmosphere it was an unbelievable game to go to uh, I, I was actually <laughs> I had a headache for a couple of ga- days after that just because of how loud it was um but really, after that, that next year, that's probably about the extent of my following football. You know, I know a lot of people get into it and they base their Saturdays and Sundays off of tailgates and then watching the NFL. That's just never been me. That's never been, you know, my interest, my family's interest. I've got a large family where we try to do things on the weekends. Um, so I've never really gotten into it too much. Um, so that's the answer to that one. Football fan, yes or no? I would say no. But. There are some amazing athletes that, that in the in the game of football, um, and so to see some highlights here and there and see what they can do uh, is pretty eye opening and it is pretty fun. Uh, best sporting event I have ever been to. Uh, that's a difficult one because um, you know I've been lucky enough, I've been blessed enough to be able to play in a lot of great sporting events, both um, you know playing. At the World University Games, representing uh, Team USA um, in Beijing, China, in 2001, uh, which is a, was an unbelievable opportunity and a sporting event just to be involved in. And you know, the opening ceremonies for that and that event itself was was essentially a, a test run, a precursor to the 2008 uh, Beijing Olympics, where they used it to kind of test all the you know get the Olympic Village ready to get all the sites beginning to uh, to be ready or to understand what they else they needed to, to build uh, and the protocols that they needed to use uh, in that opening ceremonies was pretty darn cool. Obviously, it wasn't at the extent of what the Olympics are, but it was pretty darn um, immense, pretty darn impressive. So that's kind of one of the ways that leads me to a sporting event being part of the world university games um the being uh, able to play in the ncaa tournament four times and actually being a part of five ncaa tournament teams has it was a was a great um you know experience to be involved in uh but as far as being at a sports event there's two um 
well, there's actually three that really uh, jump out at me. The first one would be the 2017 NCAA Final Four where Gonzaga made their first trip, their first um, appearance in the Final Four. They beat South Carolina in the first game and then lost to North Carolina uh, in the title game. But uh, that was an unbelievable uh, event just because I'd always wanted to go to a Final Four uh, yet I had never gone to those games. I had opportunities to go to a Final Four before that, and I just never had taken advantage of it. But the fact that Gonzaga, my alma mater, um, was in, in the Final Four, I got a chance to go. I did some broadcast work that week. I took my son. Um, so he was able to experience uh, an amazing event like that. That would be one of those. But the other one the, that jumps out at me quickly would have been um, – 2005, I believe it was. It was the Yankees at the Red Sox at Fenway Park, second to last game during the regular season uh, in a pennant race. Uh, I was just talking with this with somebody the other day because of you know the excitement of seeing that Field of Dreams baseball game um, that Fox and Major League Baseball put on, which I thought was amazing, and actually led me to watch Field of Dreams the following night with my family. But um, the the energy, the excitement that I saw and I felt. Uh, at that Yankees Red Sox game what was unbelievable, and I could only imagine what a um, World Series game would be um, for for either one of those teams to to host a game uh, or host the World Series. Um, but I think truly the best sporting event I've ever been to. And I know I'm a, a lot of people that follow me on social media or listen to my podcast know that golf is something that I really enjoy. I like to play golf. Uh, don't get as, as much opportunities to play as I would like, but that's typical of most people. Um, but when I was, it was 2002. I had just moved down with my wife uh, to Atlanta. We were playing. I was playing for the Hawks at the time. The Tour Championship at East Lake um, was being held there. And myself being someone who's really interested and excited about golf, I was really looking forward to uh, possibly going. And so um, I was able to get tickets and I went with my wife. And I, had ne- I didn't 100% know what to expect at a PGA event. I had never been to a PGA event before. I knew the Tour Championship uh, was a really big deal. It's not quite on the level of the Masters or the U.S. Open, which I had a chance to go to when it was in the Northwest at Chambers Bay. But uh, I knew it was a really big event and simply because it's the top 30 golfers of the year uh, on tour as far as money earnings are at the event. So you're, you're essentially seeing the best of the best. And I was excited about it because Phil Mickelson was going to be there. Vijay Singh was at the top of his game. And obviously that was prime Tiger Woods era. And go to the range, you watch some of the guys hit, and it's pretty exciting you know, just to see the fluidity with which they swing, the crispness with which they hit the ball, uh, the sound uh, of, of them just hitting it flush time after time and how consistent that sounds. And so... We get to walking around a little bit, and we're watching some of the better guys. And then, obviously, you know, you're, you're focused in on when does Tiger go? When does Tiger tee off? When do you, when are 
how are we going to follow him for as many holes as possible? Because the gallery behind Tiger at that time was just absolutely bonkers. And you would kind of have to just strategically figure out which holes you might want to watch him on or where you want to, you know, maybe sit in the stands for, you know, an hour. So his group comes through. Maybe you see him on an approach. You see him around the green. You see him uh, at the next tee box uh, at the grandstands where you're sitting. But the thing that I remember most about that event and why I think it was maybe the best sporting event that I've ever been to is because the aura of Tiger Woods. He was at that level that I mentioned. He was peak Tiger Woods, primetime Tiger Woods, where I talked about you hear the club impacting the ball and the sound that it made with the other guys. And it's a sound that no amateur golfer can ever make. Just the flushness, the crispness, the sound uh, that pros make. And it was it was eye-opening. And then Tiger Woods steps up to the tee, and it's his turn. It sounded like an absolute rocket. The ball hits it, hits the club face like a rocket. The sound was near deafening. The the crowd, the silence and the stillness around Tiger Woods as he's getting ready to hit his tee shots and then his approach shots. Uh, and then the roar of the crowd and the excitement around the crowd after he hits it. And then, you know, the jockeying for positions, walking along uh, the ropes to be able to get the best viewpoint of his next shot. This is just, it was something that I'll never forget. It was amazing. Uh, I look at it as quite possibly uh, the best sporting event I've ever been to. Well, there you have it. I appreciate our first episode of our Mailbox Wednesdays. Today, as you know, August 25th, if you have questions for our next Mailbox episode, Send those questions to Dickow at scorebooklive.com, D-I-C-K-A-U at scorebooklive.com. Hit me up on Twitter, whether it's a DM or just a message on Twitter, at DanDickow21. Same can be said for Instagram, at DanDickow21. You can also send those to the SB Live Sports main pages, um, but look forward to Continuing to provide some great coverage through my podcast, The ISO, as well as the rest of our team for SB Live Sports as we get into this new school year. So thanks again for listening. Take care. God bless and have a great start to your school year. The ISO with Dan Dickow and SB Live Sports, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.